this episode, Jeff Palmucci from TripAdvisor talks about his journey to create Machine Learning Group. So stay tuned. Welcome everyone to another episode of Future of Data podcast. Today we have Jeff Palmucci from TripAdvisor. Uh, a quick bio on Jeff. As a serial entrepreneur, Jeff has started several companies. He was VP of software development at Optimex Systems, a, develop- a developer of scheduling systems for manufacturing operations acquired by i2 Technologies. As a founder and CTO, of programmatic hedge fund per CPO capital management. He helped lead the company to acquisition by Link Ventures. Jeff is currently leading the machine learning group at TripAdvisor, which does various machine learning projects across the company, including natural language processing, uh, review fraud detection, personalizations, information retrieval, and machine vision. Jeff has publications in natural language processing, machine learning, genetic algorithm, expert systems, and programmatic language. When Jeff is not writing code, he enjoys going to innumerable rock concerts as a professional photographer. So, and Jeff love to love to have the link of your artwork so we can we can post it on our on our podcast as well. So that's definitely uh, good to good to see whenever you see um, a a. a, a Kind of a data nerd with with creative edge. That's that, yeah, that's think, fascinating. I think that uh, photography is kind of the ideal hobby for you know a, a nerd because of all the hardware involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. So, so Jeff, um, thank you so much uh, again uh, for jumping quickly on the thought of sharing your um, your knowledge and your experience with our community of uh, data science professionals via Future of Data. So thank you. Uh, welcome on board. Great to be here. Beautiful. So let's, why don't we, we talk about, so when I was, when I was reading your bio uh, and when I was looking at your LinkedIn, I said, wow, like you have done a lot. You have been around the block a lot. So why don't you, 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 you sort of walk us through your professional journey to this point. Um, so, so we know <laughs> where you're coming from. And, and well, feel wanna, free to feel free to pitch in the photography as well. Where, right, as well in I wanna thank you for pointing out how old I am. Thank you very much <laughs> for that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, like like you said, I've been um, uh, I've been around for quite a while. Um, uh, actually, I started with um, artificial intelligence and machine learning actually in in college at uh, uh, at MIT at, at then the uh, artificial intelligence laboratory working on natural language processing. Um, uh, left there, got a job at uh, Bolt Brannick and Newman uh, in the government labs uh, section, uh, and worked on a whole bunch of different projects. Uh, that, that was a great project. That was a great place to do research: uh, natural language uh, processing, speech recognition, uh, machine vision, uh, scheduling. Um, we, you know, the, the research in scheduling it was a genetic algorithm-based algorithm that we were working with. Uh, uh, showed some promise, and we spun that out uh, from BBN into uh, my first startup, which was Optimax Systems, uh, which was a uh, a scheduling company. We we scheduled uh, manufacturing floors. Uh, Our first customer was John Deere Planters, 
and I don't know if you know what a planter is, but it's basically mm. that big thing that you tow behind a tractor in order to stick seeds into the ground. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we they they had a pretty uh, great internal um, uh, research organization, and we were able to contact them and and uh, work out our first project together. And uh, when that scheduling system went in, in the planters factory, we increased throughput by 15% just through software, right? So oh, wow. a pretty big boost. And the software was also very good at highlighting the constraints of the organization. So, you know, it, it worked out to be a pretty good communication tool for different um, pe people that were managing, managing different uh, parts of the shop floor. And they were able to collaborate there uh, using the software and increase throughput by 45% uh, in the end uh, using this, uh, uh, using our software. And then we just rolled through all of <laughs> a big portion of John Deere uh, because we had good word of mouth and then Case uh, and then Volvo trucks and then GM. Um, and uh, we were finally acquired uh, four years later uh, by I2 Technologies, uh, uh, who was more of a, in the, on the planning side of, of manufacturing operations. Uh, and they were trying to get to the scheduling side and we kept on doing well against them in competitive bids, so they, they acquired us. And uh, yeah, worked, worked, there for, uh, worked there for several years. Um, the interesting thing about scheduling problems is that they're all slightly different, right? Hmm. So uh, you can, it, it, it's always a semi-custom operation where you go into different manufacturing floors and uh, learn about new constraints that they have and, and how things are produced. It was actually, you know, quite a, uh, uh, quite an interesting experience. I mean, I've been everywhere from toenail clipper factories to foundries, you know, pouring big hunks of metal. Uh, quite quite an interesting uh, uh, stint there. Um, uh, after a couple of years there, um, we um, I left and uh, started doing some research into uh, some machine vision uh, back when it didn't really work very well. Um, and after, after a couple of years of that, uh, me and my old partner from... Uh, Optimax Systems started a new company called uh, Percipio, mm. uh, called Machine um, uh, Machine Insight, uh, which then morphed into Percipio Capital, which was a uh, programmatic trading fund. We we had a machine learning technique that was very good at, at uh, inducing rules over very high dimensional data, um, and um, uh, made a go at that. Um, the company uh, was doing okay. Um, but then March of 2009 happened and nobody could raise any money ever because everybody was just like running, ducking and covering. Right. Uh, nobody could raise any money. So uh, we pivoted. Um, I left short, shortly after that, but um, the company went on to become uh, Jobcase, um, which is actually doing quite well these days. Um, then um, uh, then I went, to, uh, went back to MIT uh, at the uh, computer science lab to do... Uh, research into question answering systems with my old group there um, and uh, work on a couple of other startups. So um, sold two of them, started a lot more of them, nobody's perfect. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, after uh, uh, after a little bit, uh, I started looking around for a job and the TripAdvisor opportunity came up. Uh, at that point, they didn't have a machine learning group. Um, and I was able to, uh, they hired me and I was able to go around the company and find some good applications for uh, machine learning and, uh, uh, and they basically said hire a group and then here we are. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. 
that's that's we'll resume after a short break this part of the podcast is brought to you by first friday fair fastest ai powered way to find your next opportunity check out the website firstfridayfair.tao.ai and find your next dream job let's get back to the podcast fascinating so i think one thing that that uh, that i hear a lot uh, and even from my own experience um tad bit that uh, people who are from uh, machine learning domain in, in 90s like early to mid early to late 90s or, or, or early eight, or late 80s they used to call that machine learning so it was neural net or whatever right it was like ai winter for most of most of people there right so it's it it's doesn't oh, work it's, yeah. it's 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 just like it's crappy it's, it's it's you can't really rely anything on it what's what's your so what's your experience from that uh, era to this era what what are some of your thoughts? It's, it's quite simple back then it really didn't work that well <laughs> <laughs> so, so back then everything was uh, symbolic rule processing uh you know expert systems uh you know you, you had some very useful uh rule systems like the constraint engines were very useful in keeping track of a bunch of different things that humans couldn't but then you had expert systems you know that which are basically rule systems that were trying to emulate users behavior and they you know they just didn't really work that well yeah. uh, ai started to work um years later uh when everybody started going to statistical right so statistical, statistical inference um you know uh making decisions based on data as opposed to uh human coded rules that's when it really started to, uh, to kick off um and you know even today uh at TripAdvisor, you know we could uh, you know we, we we could basically afford to use any kind of algorithms we want but yeah. um, a lot of times the best algorithms are not that complicated right we do a lot of logistic regression uh, at TripAdvisor, um, a lot of other very simple techniques. Uh, we do do deep learning for uh, machine vision and stuff like that. But um, you know, the 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 algorithms. Once you get past a critical point of of you know getting that certain amount of data that you need to train the things, uh, and we've got tons of data, um, then uh, then it's pretty straightforward. Right. No, I think that's well said. And I think. One thing that that really fascinated me about your profile, uh, Jeff, is that your your entrepreneurial background in in machine learning and machine vision and all that, right? right? So, uh, so what's what has been your experience running a startup with this futuristic ideas? Like what are some of the challenges that you saw? If you can if you can shed some light and and what are some of the opportunities that you were really uh, able to leverage onto or or like what what are some of some of the thoughts there? Yeah, well. Um... The, the first startup, the uh, Optimax, uh, was very uh, was very focused on finding. So we had this great optimization technology, did very well with the combinatorial problems. That's you know problems that are that, that fit together like puzzle pieces, um, as opposed to something that you could you know hill climb to um, with gradient descent or something like that. Um, and you know we were we were pretty lucky in that uh, we were able to find a group in industry that uh, had a you know had a very good use case for that uh, and we kind of uh, built out the software uh, interacting with people in industry um, in order to you know uh, in order to build the functionality that was ultimately required right so first thing you know the, the, the your customers our customers in that particular case really informed 
um, us on on what what was needed and what kind of software was required. So you know when you when you're when you're uh, that 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 particular company um, uh, was a constant learning process, uh, especially because like I said before, um, mostly every um, scheduling problem in manufacturing is slightly different. Uh, yeah. Um, so so uh, being you know. Having having a great technology is, is only the first step. You've got to look around um, and make sure that you're building it for a problem that really exists. You know, and and once you do once you do that, right? So when we when we went and put the system in planters and, and they got that huge boost boost in throughput, um, then sales becomes easy. <laughs> mm, so if you, if you if you can prove your value to the customers, and and, and that's basically how we've. How, how the companies that I've started, you know, have been operating, right? Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a marketing genius by any stretch of imagination, um, but uh, but we've been able uh, in a couple of cases that I talked about uh, to go in and identify a problem and prove to the customers that uh, that we have the solution, uh, and then and then sales becomes a lot easier. We'll resume after a short break. This part of the podcast is brought to you by First Friday Fair, fastest AI-powered way to find your next opportunity. Check out the website firstfridayfair.tao.ai and find your next dream job. Let's get back to the podcast. So, so you're um, so for any entrepreneur who's grinding their teeth uh, in selling a, a machine learning solution, because I think we 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 talk to a lot of uh, interesting mm-hmm. use cases nowadays. I think it's fascinating to see what all current entrepreneurs are thinking and what are areas there but it's it's like it's majorly designed by by a nerd thinking right so a nerd thinker are hey let me just code the hell heck out of this thing yeah and let me not worry about the market and then once so i hate it everyone yeah so at this point in my career i'm at the other side You're um right. of the buy sell decision right i'm <laughs> i'm looking you know so i'm a trip advisor and we'll go ahead and buy something uh, if it solves a problem that we're trying to do as, as opposed to build ourselves. Um, you know, but we do that based on KPIs, right? We do that right. based on how is this particular technology going to save us money or, or make us money? Um, and uh, how, how can we prove it? Right. Interesting. So, so, so let's, let's, I think, so one thing that, that, that I hear a lot um, uh, from, from very early, uh, entrepreneurs building working on on machine learning solution is um, their struggle to convince a client that like I I, I, I call it uh, pardon my French who the hell are you syndrome right so what are some of some of the some of the some of your um, uh, suggestions on on those entrepreneurs how they can build uh, their credibility in the market uh, or at least convince a business. What are some of your some of your um, key thoughts that comes to your mind? That hey, like do these three or four critical steps uh, to at least solve that that tipping point of uh, recognition that okay, you exist and your problem is existing, and 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 these guys can solve it. Right. It's you know it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, um, that's one of the hardest things yeah. in in a startup is actually to get those first couple of jobs to try and prove your worth to somebody. Right. Um, uh, you know, in 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 both cases, uh, uh, in both cases, in my startups, uh, at least the successful ones, uh, we were able to um, prove to our uh, first customers, and our first customers were able to take a leap um, uh, 
just based on that, um, based on like benchmarking problems, right? So here's here's a technology, here's how it solves this particular problem. Uh, you know, we think that you have a problem that, that it applies to. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, and try to build a solution, right? Um, and you don't have a lot of pricing pressure in that, in that first solution. Um, but if you have uh, forward thinking people uh, in, in, in industry, and a lot of times you do, uh, which is a good thing, uh, you can get that uh, you can get that first job done uh, and then increase your um, increase your leverage for pricing a little bit later on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> well said. And I, and I think one more thing that um, I definitely want 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 your opinion on is um, so you said you came to TripAdvisor for creating machine learning group. And this is like uh, even replicating that to, to your past um, entrepreneurial background. How do you decide like who to hire? So when, when you're put up in this situation of a, you have a grand vision or you have some thinking, some basic ideology and let's, okay. let's so, so, so how do you go about that? Uh, so first of all, I'm not the, we're not the only group at TripAdvisor that does machine learning. Uh, before I came there, uh, there was a, a group called the data science group. Uh, they concentrate mostly in on the marketing side of things and, and my group concentrates more on the content side of things, but, uh, but they did actually have a, uh, a, a large group there before doing this kind of stuff. Um, when I, um, what I look for when I try to hire somebody is somebody that has a broad experience in a bunch of different areas, right? So you could have a PhD uh, in a particular specialty of uh, machine learning and uh, know it cold and are able to come up with a great new algorithm that uh, on, a, on a certain problem uh, optimizes it to 1% better accuracy. Uh, and that's not really as useful as, you know, having a broad experience and, and knowing when to apply different uh, techniques to different problems. Um, so typically during my interview process, um, I will um, uh, talk about the, uh, the background of, of the applicants uh, and then go into a bunch of different use cases. You know, how would you solve this particular problem? How would you solve this particular problem? And judge, you know, whether I think their approaches that they're just. Come, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm expecting for a V1. I'm not expecting somebody to come up with the mm. ultimate solution at the end. But do they know where to start looking? Do they do they have a broad enough experience that um, uh, that uh, they'll be going in the right direction when they when they kick off on this job? You know, and, and one of the great things about um, working at a company like TripAdvisor uh, or, or any large information-based company. Um, is that you're exposed to a ton of different problems, mm. right? So you, you have plenty, uh, plenty of uh, um, ideas to, to run by a particular applicant see, to see what they would do. Um, so broad experience. Um, I also look for um, uh, at least some uh, coding experience, even for the strict data scientists, because you know knowing a lot about data is not really useful unless you know how to extract it from a computer. Um, so there's that kind of thing, uh, and then you know, um, you know, those are, those are the main features I think. You know, um, a a broad exposure to different algorithms uh, and the capability to use them. Uh, and and to, to the second point, uh, we also do a uh, homework problem uh, that that is a real machine learning problem that we got using data off the site, uh, and actually look and see how they solve it. Right. So, are you able to actually take the knowledge that you learned in school? If you're out of school, uh, and and apply it in pr practice, are you able to come up with an answer that's uh, competitive with uh, 
before other people do we'll resume after a short break this part of the podcast is brought to you by first friday fair fastest ai powered way to find your next opportunity check out the website firstfridayfair.tao.ai and find your next dream job let's get back to the podcast interesting interesting so i i think you raised a very interesting point um, about uh, tripadvisor being inforage and i think this is this is we we see from analytics week uh, this problem a lot as well so when you when you have a lot of data or community size or whatever right so you are always thrown with multiple random problems right so hey focus on this and you can go in like 1700 directions um that are that sounds and and uh, very critical on on the paper how do you how do you maintain a focus of what to attack like top because you can't do everything right and and it's yeah, really, really there's, no, there's no one answer to that right so every domain is different um and what you need to do is you need to work with uh product and business people to identify what kind of uh performance indicator you're looking at moving on moving um and then use um is your best judgment on on where to where to attack first i mean there's uh, especially in a company as big as tripadvisor there's always going to be opportunities to apply machine learning in, in in a bunch of different areas and you have to take a look at what what people are doing now um how good is your data how is your training data uh and you know what kind of lift do you think you can get by doing better predictions right uh and it's you know it's a so so KPIs key performance indicators hmm. are not a machine learning based thing right hmm. but they're extremely useful for machine learning because it's all about measurement right you need right. to find you know find out what needle you want to move and then and then you attack it right uh and it's a lot of uh, a lot of guesswork sometimes uh in terms of where you think um where you think the the, the most a uh, profitable project is at any particular point in time but you know that's why you get the big bucks to 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 do that guesswork yeah. i i agree and i think and and one thing um again i that i really love about uh, about you uh, uh is so you represent a perfect use case of why this podcast exists to begin with so basically to give you a background so a uh, lot of people approach us saying hey i've been given uh, my company is telling me to th- start thinking in the direction of big data data science machine learning i have no clue what i'm talking about tripadvisor is lucky to have you because you have an entrepreneurial background you have done this multiple times you can do that but most of most of sort of um, executives uh, who are actually getting into this ranks of hey put up a group put up a test e- either you call it a lab framework where you are trying to uh, quant- quantify innovation that are, that some companies are doing or whether you call about say find interesting use cases that businesses could could run for like what are what are some of your thoughts um or some of your hacks that you could you want to shell to someone who is not from the entrepreneurial background who is very corporate and very cultural dipped uh in in an organization working on this problem of hey let's put together a group um, and 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 i understand that this is not the first group and it's just a follow up group but um what are some of your thoughts that when you, when you come on this like what are three to four things that you should uh, keep an eye on with well, I, I don't think it's a good idea to put together a group without any kind of charter right hmm. so um what i did uh when i was first hired by tripadvisor is spent a good month you know running around the company uh and identifying what the first projects for this group would be right nice. uh and you know actually coming up with a document that you know that's kind of a plan on 
what we should be doing, uh, where we could move the needle. Um, and it was really great of the uh, TripAdvisor manager to, to allow me to do that, you know? I mean, this was kind of a flyer on their part uh, to see if there was some stuff out there that, uh, were, that this technology was applicable to. So we came back with a list of projects um, and, you know, that's when we started thinking about a group. I mean, we didn't start thinking about the group the first day that, that I started at TripAdvisor, um, uh, you know, but, but after we identified that plan uh, of, of, you know, a little bit of runway on where the, uh, on, on what we could do, that, that's when we started you know, partnering up. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I think, um, and, 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 and to to pivot to sort of uh, segue into um, uh, into my previous question so the other area that 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 we see some of the some of the like up and coming um, leaders struggle is convincing the company of the culture so i remember talking to one of the blackberry product <laughs> managers a while back and he said man we were hitting all of our kpis right it's not my fault like i i exactly know what to tap for and, and even today i'm getting progress it's just if what if the the KPI relevance change from the market landscape, right? So why are you why why am I the problem in that, right? Why so now and and he said I've been telling with this company for blah 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 and and, and you, you you hear about a lot of these smart folks um, trying to raise an alarm for companies saying hey put something like this together, but the culture is not not ready for it yet, right? So there's no sponsor whatever. So what are some of some of some of your suggestions in that area? Well, I mean, you don't have to start huge, right? Um, you don't need to have a huge capital outlay to um, to do some research and, and to find out what the possible projects are within your organization, right? Um, and then when you get an idea for uh, when you get an idea for where the levers can be moved, then I think you can you can worry about um, trying to hire up into it. Uh, and we've had good luck. Um, uh, internally in TripAdvisor because, you know, as we've done wins, right, as we've done projects that have, you know, moved KPIs in various different groups, uh, we've gotten a, you know, better representation, uh, a better reputation. So uh, people are willing to, you know, work with us uh, to, to help solve their problems uh, a little bit more. So there's, you know, previous successes kind of greased the wheels hmm. uh, in, in, in getting, um, you know, in, in getting buy-in in the organization. Uh, so, so basically, um, so you already, so you're lucky that you already had a sponsor there, right? So, who 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 bought into this vision that they that they should this should exist, but but um, in, in like and that's that's I think pretty 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 startup or entrepreneurial problem as well. When you are think if you, when you are the visionary, thinking against the culture of the company, right? So how to how to sort of uh, what are some of some of your like from your entrepreneurial chops like what are some of the some of the things that I, I that as I as an executive could do to convince a company and I think you 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 you, you shed some light of it don't don't start big just start small and prove the value what are right. some some other things uh, like, like I said you've got a, a talking in the abstract hey we should get a machine learning group because everybody else in the world has a machine learning group I think is not the you know. Mm. Not, not the best approach, right? Um, you should say, hey, we should get a machine learning group because I've got this problem that's not being data-driven at all. Uh, if we mm -hmm. can uh, improve predictions um, in this particular area by X, then this, key, this KPI will improve by Y, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, 
you know, people who run companies are, are business people. They're not academics. You know, they, you know, you may think machine learning is, is awesomely cool. Um, but, uh, uh, you always have to put it in the framework of how is this going to help the company? Why should I be spending, mm-hmm. you know, the money that I make, um, on this particular, uh, approach to do things. Um, and you know, yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there's, there's companies out there that are, are obviously counter examples. There's companies out there that do a lot of research for research sake. I mean, Google has a huge research organization. Um, but that's not how most companies operate. Most companies have a problem to solve and, um, uh, and they, uh, their data science or their machine learning groups are there to, to attack those problems. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's, it's a pros, uh, it's an approach based on costs and benefits, you know? Interesting. Interesting. So, um, and, and but thank you so much by the for sharing that I, I truly appreciate that so now let's let's talk about um, the the thought process of of putting up a machine learning group i think that's that's again that's something that i'm very fascinated about because this is mm-hmm. one as i said this is one of one of the two core cases of why i want to talk to people like you right because like because we have a lot of people in our community again who are given this charter here put up this group or we have the people who are actually thinking about putting this thing group and they don't know where to start so, so you, you, you discussed about um, just like finding the charter, right? So just doing a landscape search on what are the problems that companies are seeing and then probably putting up, uh, putting that up and prioritizing and giving up, hey, this is what yeah, I can so do this year. The first member of a machine learning group should, should obviously be somebody very senior um, so that you can put together this, you know, this, this, you know there's um, a lot of times um, machine learning will, will be like this magic black, black box that people picture where you, shove data in and magically the right answer pops out. Uh, and a lot of times that's not the case, right? A lot of times there's problems that are very hard in machine learning um, that that people kind of assume that uh, uh, that, that it'll work when when, I'm, when, when in, in, real, in real life it's not really that simple. Um, so um, I recommend uh, if you're starting a machine learning group, hire somebody with a lot of experience um, uh, so that you can identify uh, those bigger situations um, and work with your product managers, uh, work with your business stakeholders to try and identify the opportunity. Um, you also need a more senior person right off the bat uh, in order to do the interviewing. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, machine learning is a huge buzzword these days. Uh, so it's got a lot of, um, it's got a lot of momentum behind it. Uh, and sometimes you'll find candidates that are swept up in that momentum without really knowing kind of what they're doing. Um, so you really need somebody uh, on the other end of that phone call to uh, to screen your applicants to make sure, yeah, this person will could be successful uh, uh, in this field. Uh, because a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, the, the, the degree alone just doesn't prepare people enough uh, to do this kind of analytics work. Um, uh, they need to um, have some real world experience and they need to show that they can actually solve a real world problem uh, as opposed to do a class exercise. Yeah. Interesting. I think I'm, I'm, I'm glad you are sort of, I think um, that you're covering that area. Cause I think, so I remember about about a month back, I, I got a call from someone, someone in Austin and she said that she had a dream last night and God came in a dream that she should be in machine learning 
<laughs> and, and 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 that's wow if the gods are getting involved right so that's it's really needed right so, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an amazingly hot buzzword right now and, right. and let's face it machine learning is really cool i mean we're right. making these computers doing stuff that nobody thought computers could do before right so, um so, that, that's kind of like what drives me is, is that uh sometimes i'm amazed at what computers are able to come up with on their own so it is a cool field and a lot of people are very enamored of it so well it's um, it's, it's it's amazing and i think so that that i think that that even um uh, started me thinking that how to quantify uh, a, a good candidate versus uh, as as you said that there are a lot of people with a lot of passions and mm-hmm. may not be like right um, momentum or direction of where they are heading to and they in the first three sentence of in first three second they all sound the same and it's only like when you go to the 10th or 11th hour that you realize okay no like this is probably i could use uh, better help or something so what what are what are some of your hacks anything um, in in finding the right talent irrespective of machine learning or or data science or analytics like what are some of some of your that has really worked for you in in, in hiring someone well I, i typically look um at a resume uh for junior senior people um I'll, i'll start with junior people for junior people uh i look for a resume uh where they have exposure to the tools of the trade right um so that means that they've been actually using their knowledge and practice as opposed to just studying a book right um and i usually look for some extracurricular activity um mm. in the area right so in other words uh are they interested enough in this field so that they can actually go out and find an internship uh uh in the um uh in the, in the area right because i i think a, a large um uh a large percentage of um the success that people have in a particular chosen area is do they enjoy it you know is this something that you love to do every day um, or is this a job where you where you got to slog through it um so uh, if you look for some of that in the resume that that that's also interesting too uh and then um getting them on the phone and, and talking about various different areas L- luckily the the machine learning field is so huge um that you could test somebody's knowledge uh, pretty quickly just by asking a bunch of diverse questions right mm. uh and if they actually have some uh some interest uh in the field then they're going to be able to talk about various wildly different use cases for uh this type, type of technology because they're just not to learn about it right uh, maybe beyond uh what what a class would give them um and then um it's it's application right do you can can you you know by by the time I'm done with my phone screen I'm I'm pretty convinced that a person would be successful um so we don't mind giving them a homework problem to prove it hmm. right um can you take some uh dirty data uh and understand it and make some good inferences out of it so um you you, you see a lot of um a lot of programming jobs uh that you need to do, get you know do some homework for and it's really no different from a data analyst or from a machine learning uh for machine learning job um you know and and the people that you want to hire um as long as you make the problem interesting and with real data that that it's going to be fun for them to do right so um typically don't have a lot of people uh you know balk at doing homework so right. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true So <clears throat> now let's let's talk about KPIs. I think uh, you raised an interesting point on um, 
like uh, having KPIs to measure what the hell you are doing. Uh, right. So for something like machine learning group, when, when you're thinking about and, and not, not getting specific to what TripAdvisor does, but as on a very, very generic term. So if, if you're putting up a machine learning group or, a, or data science group or data analytics group, what uh, are some of the KPIs? I will get specific trip, but I don't think that's a problem. That would be really helpful. Um, so uh, the, the thing about KPIs is they're not specific to machine learning, like I said before, mm. right? Yeah. Um, with As with any group, you're trying to move a business needle, and the KPIs are uh, with the, you know, associated with the business, not with, associated with the technology that's underneath. Mm. Now, you can use other metrics to try and judge whether you're going to be successful on moving the KPIs, like, for example, uh, when we build models, we will, me we will measure them against an offline data set uh, for accuracy uh, or some other, uh, uh, you know, some other metric um, to judge whether we think it's going to do better than something that's currently in place. Um, otherwise, there's no real, you know, if, if you can't do better in offline predictions, there's no, there's no real evidence that you can do better in online predictions, so there's no use rolling it out. Um, <laughs> so we'll use, you know, MAP or, um, uh, you know, Precision recall curve or uh, area in the curve type stuff uh, to measure uh, to measure our internal metrics to, to judge on how we think we'll be able to move the KPIs. But the KPIs are another matter altogether. Right? Mm. KPIs are something like click through rate um, mm. for, for listings or uh, uh, search. Uh, so we, we have we made up this one called search success, uh, which is if you go to a TripAdvisor search box and um, you wind up in a particular location. That's a success, you know. Other if, if you do, if you don't get to somebody uh, something and just bounce off it, that's not that's not mm. a success, you know. And we've we were able to increase that by like thirty percent last year. So yes. I mean, you, you you need KPIs are not specific to machine learning or data science. Data science they are specific to the the business. Um, you know, revenue is a big one, right? Um, mm. You know, a lot of times um, with my particular group. Uh, we will be trying to increase engagement without hurting revenue, right? So there's a, there's two dimensions, right? So we want to make sure that um, that our users are finding the site more useful, getting to the information that they want faster, uh, but we can't hurt revenue at the same time, right? Yeah. Interesting. And I think one thing that uh, that that I have seen a lot, um, and that's particularly specific with with big 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 companies, that um, there's a lot of uh, existence of shadow uh, functions and shadow groups, right? So a, 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 a micro IT group or micro machine learning group within a particular business unit doing certain things and doing certain things, right? Now, uh, there's some there's some sort of merit to it that, okay, they, those businesses have real use cases that they're trying to work and all that, right? But machine learning is such a beautiful thing of like sometimes discovery, right? Discovering innovation, discovering say, and even um, in in the area that I'm passionate about, innovation. There's something like something called bottom-up innovation, which is like understanding customer behavior and then saying, okay, maybe this guy, like we have many customers who prefer A versus B, so let's invest in A, right? That's a very machine learning able innovation, right? So there's there's a there's a lot of use case on why um, say a corporate of that big company should have a machine learning group or something like at least the the data science group or center of excellence whatever you want to call it right yeah. so that you can have different name to it so now you said that um, uh, beautifully that they are kpis for businesses that does something like a machine learning group uh, cater to but 
for relevance of should the machine learning group exist does the group needs to have its own kpis that hey if i'm if i'm producing yeah. blah 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 I should, then i'm i'm keeping myself busy enough that i should be in the business of being so, a group in this company so we we actually um because we work across a bunch of different areas, uh, we, we concentrate uh, a lot in this one area right now, but we do work, work across a whole bunch of different areas. Uh, and you know, to say that we don't have one particular KPI uh, that our group follows. Uh, what we're judged on is, can we uh, increase the KPIs of groups that we work with, right? Interesting. So um, uh, we'll have, we have A-B tests running uh, across a bunch of different groups in the company um, as we speak. Um, and they will be trying to optimize different KPIs. Um, so it, it's, it's a little bit difficult um, to, to measure uh, the performance of group using when you're, when you're spread a, a bunch of, a, across a bunch of different areas like this. Um, it's, it's difficult to measure it as, as one factor, but we just leverage off of what other people are trying to accomplish. Interesting, interesting. And um, beautiful. So now, now, now let's let's dig a bit deeper in your personal experience. Like, so if if you can share maybe um, one, two, three things that has attributed to your success. Like, what what are so some of the areas that that made you what you are, and sort of if you can shed some light. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I said before that I that I think a large percentage of somebody's success is do you like what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, and... that's true. I, I've always liked this stuff. <laughs> I got my per first professional programming job when I was 11 years old, um, nice. writing writing accounting software on IBM 5100, um, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and you know, I, I've I've loved doing this for well, it's now almost 40 years, <laughs> working wow. working in computers. Yeah, um, uh, and you know, you don't have to start as young as I do. Um, but uh, enjoy what you do, right? So uh, if you're going to build a career on something, uh, it helps a lot. Um, if if you, you get up, you know, at the beginning of the day and, and are excited to get to work. Yeah. Um, uh, work hard, right? Um, we've, put a, we've put a lot of hours in, especially uh, in, in the startup. Um, uh, the startups require a lot of time. There was a, there was a point in Optimax was when I was working 80 hours a week, uh, which was um, necessary to get the to get the product out the door. Um, but you got to be able to to put your nose to the grindstone and and go do that. Um, three. So can I think of another one? <laughs> well, that's that's fine. That's fine. So. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that, by the way. So I think one more area that, that I hear a lot and I, I definitely want to have your perspective on. So we talk to a lot of interesting leaders in data science space. And many times I've seen like one stark um, sort of similarity in those candidates. So it's, it's the mix of their art and science passion. So they are nerd and they have some, some artistic, I think you showed that you have a photography, production photography as, as, as one of your interests. I know, I know a guy who for uh, every month he used left hand and then the right, right hand for doing things. It's like, it's, it's, he's a freak show, but, but definitely he gets the job done. And, 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 and then, and then I know guy who plays guitar in rock and then guy plays, plays saxophone. So how, how does that help? 
Uh, or, or this is, is this something that you recommend that having, having an okay, how does it help? It helps that I'm able to get um, free tickets to, to rock shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great um, idea. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I, I don't know. I find, I find hobbies are a, a useful outlet, you know, um, uh, in addition to that, I, you know, play poker a lot. Um, I'm not too bad at it. My friends may, uh, may contradict me on that, but you know, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it's fun, you know, at, at, at the, I, I've, fortunately, I've been very um, uh, lucky uh, in my life. And um, at this point, um, I'm able to um, do things pretty much that I find fun. Uh, you know, doing, doing the machine learning thing at TripAdvisor is a lot of fun. Uh, but so is, you know, concert photography. So, you know, do that too. There's, I don't think there's any real deeper meaning on that. It's just that, you know, uh, people will have different interests, uh, and it's good to, to be multifaceted sometimes, uh, so that you're not, you know, all one track pony. But uh, um, I, I don't think there's any other. I don't have any other explanation for why I do what I do, and that it's, you know, kind of fun. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for sharing that. By the way, I think what, one one area that 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 I I definitely find interesting on. So. Um, compared to old days so there is there is a model you have to work on this it's it's a very uh, waterfall model it'll take a while to get developed in water right so there's a one consistent track you're following it now we see like the entire company is running on ADHD or whatever you call it right so it's a lot of micro micro problems in in a very appified manner and and sort of very self-contained and self-sustainable sort yeah. of system is it so, is it solving or like how, what's what's your reaction to the two ecosystem? Like, is it good for for the good or for the worst? You don't really do waterfall at TripAdvisor, right? So, uh, the one of the great things about working at a company that has as much reach as we do is that we have a ton of web traffic, right? Hmm. Um, I think somebody once told me it was like two terabytes a day of web logs. So that's insane, right? So. Uh, uh, if you if you go away and build a model for six months and then the first time you test it six months out, oh, yeah. you don't have a lot of learning going on there, right? So typically what we do is we will um, build projects in a much shorter time frame. And luckily we have the resource with which to test our uh, ideas, right? So uh, you stick something up on the site and you're going to get uh, significance within a week of whether uh, your, your hypothesis was correct or not, right? So uh, using that, you know, fire hose of data, um, uh, you can inform yourself about your customers and your, and your product uh, and iterate much faster. And uh, if you're not doing that, then you're really throwing away um, a huge resource um, to guide your thinking. Yeah. Interesting. So, so personally, is, 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 is this something that you you prefer like compare so having having an, a very agile or very sort of agility uh, delivery framework versus very sort of um, uh, I, I know waterfall is not the right word now anyway but I think like a, a more long span yeah. delivery cycle so do you have any so let, me, let me give you an example um, so uh, if you ever go to a TripAdvisor webpage. Uh, and you want to find all the romantic hotels or all the mm. family-friendly restaurants or um, all the adventurous things to do. Um, those are all machine learning models underneath there, right? Mm. 
they're, they're basically semi-supervised logistic regressions that we train on the review text and metadata about the property and uh, user voting and a whole bunch of different stuff uh, that we, um, you know, that we use to make these calls on the site. Um, that was a long project, right? That, that easily took, you know, six or seven months to, to get out. Mm -hmm. However, uh, what we did first to test our hypothesis was we built a very simple um, system on top of that. So the current system uh, collects votes off the site uh, feeds mm. them into the models, trains the models, makes these inferences, and then use the output of those models to do active learning on the site to, to collect more votes. Um, what we did as a first pass is we just, you know, um, created a big mechanical Turk data set, you know, and paid for the data, right? So we were able to test our hypothesis that yes, you know, based on review text, you can make uh, reasonable calls about um, the, um, uh, the properties of a particular location and the TripAdvisor database. Uh, and, you know, we were able to test our hypothesis with a, with a much smaller uh, level project than, than mm. rolling out the whole thing. Now, once you identify that, then yeah, go ahead and build the big project. Um, but, you know, if you can verify it uh, uh, at, a, at a lower cost, you know, and quicker, well then, yeah, do that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I think that 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 brings me in, uh, to an interesting question here. So what are if you can share? So what are some of the machine learning um, use cases uh, that Trip TripAdvisor use? If you can share some like oh my god, there's lots of them. So I, I just talked about the tagging. We've got about hmm. 400 different models now across the millions of properties and the half a billion reviews uh, all running on Apache Spark. So there's a huge big data problem there. Um, in addition to the machine learning problem. Uh, we do a lot of unsupervised natural language processing. So if you ever go to a TripAdvisor nice. webpage and you look at the top of the reviews, you'll see this keyword cloud um, mm. that we, we do the phrase identification and also look for phrases that are uh, overly represented in particular locations so that you know what people are talking about when they look at a particular location. Uh, we do a lot of clustering. Um, so if you go into the Boston, Boston things to do, for example, you think you'll see things like colonial Boston, um, that's actually all machine learning driven. That's not a human putting those things together. That's a machine putting those mm. together. Um, if you, um, uh, the, the search result ranking, we do learn to rank models, uh, a lot in those areas. And I told you how we uh, improved, uh, the search success rate. Uh, we also do natural language understanding. So when you type in hotels in Boston, in the search box, you actually get hotels in Boston as opposed to just throwing those three words up against Elasticsearch to see what will come out. Uh, we do review fraud um, detection. I can't really talk about that because of the whole black hat, white hat nature of the thing. <laughs> um, personalization is a big push right now. Um, so you'll notice that the TripAdvisor homepage is uh, getting a lot more personalized to what you've been browsing in the past. Mm. Uh, and we're pushing that as a big push uh, that we're working on right now. Um, uh, a lot of ranking, you know, so, uh, make sure people find the correct things, uh, that they want as soon as they can, uh, that will increase, lower the friction and increase uh, a lot of important metrics. Um, what else? Machine vision we're starting to get into right now. Um, so we'll, we'll have a blog post coming out, uh, about that in uh, a week or two. Uh, nice. but we're, uh, we're using some deep learning networks to uh, automatically categorize and uh, sort our 
the photos that people submit. You know, there's a lot of photos that people mm. submit. Some are yeah. not, not as good as others. <laughs> so uh, so it's, it's amazing what uh, deep learning is doing for machine vision. It's, uh, it's, it, it constantly surprises me how well that works, uh, you know, given my previous experience in non-deep learning machine vision, <laughs> which, which passed on. Uh, so yeah, those, those, those are a pretty broad uh, a variety of problems that we're working on right now. So. In interesting, interesting. And I think one, one, one area that definitely I want your personal opinion on, and I think this is since you are from machine learning domain, so you, you probably would be, uh, be able to give a good perspective. So I was in a conversation with a bunch of pharmaceutical guys from, from, from pharmaceutical background, and we're talking about machine learning and sort of discovering, uh, they spend a lot of money in sort of drug discovery, and we know like how much drugs are expensive and all that, right? So if they can use the clinical trial and, and like we just went into the direction and, and there, so one of the things that I heard in the conversation was they're terrified with what the area they, that they could find that they don't want to find, right? So those aspects of, hey, machine learning, so it has no respect, right? So it just goes and, and try to pull out patterns and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't want to know things that you want to know. So luckily, TripAdvisor is not that company, right? So these yeah, companies exactly. are based on the. I, 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 I don't know why you would ever want to stick your head, head in the sand about anything. So right, exactly. <laughs> so, like, so, so what, what, what's your thought with like? Because these companies are are pretty much like they can really use machine learning to get somewhere, but the very nature of hey, I might step or step on something that it's like I'm I'm more than happy not knowing certain things that I I somewhat know. I don't do know think? that I'm the right guy to help anybody that says I don't want to know something. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, data, data is data, you know, and if you uncover a pattern and it's not pleasant, that doesn't mean you shouldn't know about it. Right. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a huge gender bias in the word vec data that, uh, mm. uh, that Google, Google, um, uh, generates and because there's a gender bias in, in the text that you see on the web. Um, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't know about it because I can subtract it out once I know about it, right? <laughs> um, so, mm. yeah. Um, I'd like to know what they're afraid of learning because I can't mm. really that's see right. how that would be a bad thing. <laughs> yes, I think that that's good to know, by the way. So we are almost at the tail end of, of the conversation, by the way, Jeff, and it was, it, it's 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 really uh, pleasure having a good conversation with you. So I, do, you, um, so do you have any favorite trade you want to share with our audience? Favorite reading? Um, you mean technical reading or just reading? Doesn't matter. Like your favorite reading? It could be. It could be a I photography like, manual. I don't care. Huge science fiction buff. I love. I I, I just suck this stuff <laughs> down. Um, so uh, if if you're looking for uh, a good science fiction author, check out Werner Binge. Um, oh, a lot a lot of his, a lot of his work is. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I, I, you know, Stephen Baxter's good too. I like, I like the, I like the science fiction um, uh, novels that actually um, are huge in scope, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of Baxter stuff goes from, you know, uh, the beginning of the of the universe to the heat death of the universe. You know, um, mm -hmm. and I, I, I thought that was kind of a cool idea um, <laughs> that uh, uh, that you could have a, a novel that actually spans you know, billions and hundreds of billions of years. You know? mm. <laughs> um, uh, makes you feel small, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's true. Data makes you feel, yes, I agree with you. So uh, 
again uh, jeff uh, it's it's a pleasure conversing with you before we part ways uh, love to know your closing remark for our audience uh closing remark um i think that um the machine learning field has a lot of buzz right now um but i think that it's rightly so um we're making huge advances using these techniques uh in in terms of uh improving uh business at tripadvisor and and people are doing it all over the place this stuff you know this stuff is actually working this time around you know we talked about the about how how you know back in the 80s uh there was a big disappointment when uh, when it turned out not to pan out but it's panning out now we're having some uh some pretty good success in applying stuff and i think the uh it's because of all the data that's available um mm. these days you know and and with technologies like hadoop is not only available but but is easily manipulated um so i think that uh there's a lot of buzz in the industry right now um but it's well founded and if you're going into it um you know work hard and i think there's there's a great career um doing this stuff for for the foreseeable future well said jeff and i think with that uh, that brings to our con- uh, conclusion of the session thank you so much jeff for for being candidly uh, very candid and and sharing your perspective with our audience uh, love to have you back some point discussing how your group is coming along and some sharing some of other insights that that you have discovered uncovered um, and and again i do appreciate you spending time with our with our community yeah it's great talking to you too thanks uh, i thought i was sick of home but actually i was homesick never really knew that i would have to grow up so quick i'm so uncomfortable don't know anybody here just a couple dudes that i met once that's it and i go into the booth feeling nervous got butterflies in my stomach like i'm so worthless is the mic gone i don't know how to work this inside i'm breaking down i hope i'm not a bonus